This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Well, let me welcome to the show. He is, uh, I, I guess I should lead. Shut up, Cena. Lead with Grammy? Should I lead with Oscar? Should I lead? What should I lead with? What should, I, I, I'm going to lead with humanitarian. I'm going to do that. Let me lead with that activist. He's got a new project called A Beautiful Revolution, Part One, which is out tomorrow. Let me welcome him back to the show. Common. Hi, Common. Karen, I, lo- I love your intro. That intro is great because I'm going to leave with humanitarian too. I'm going to leave with love. That's it. That's what I'm leaving with love. Last time we talked, you were talking about, you know, becoming a better man and, and um, finding out things about yourself and your relationship with your daughter. It was, it was like one of those, like, ooh, I was like, common is, ooh, he's that guy. I love where he is. Now we're in the midst of uh, a period of time. We just, you just, you're sitting literally in the seat that Nikki Giovanni left. You're, you're sitting in her aura. She was just with us. Yeah, man. I don't know how you follow her, but we're going to work it out. We're going to work it out. I'm still still recovering because she dropped a whole lot of gems on this on these airwaves. But we're in this period of time. And I feel like, you know, for many artists are getting involved in politics and they're lending their voice to things. And it's like, why now? You know, why haven't you been doing this all along? I, how do you look at uh, the folk that are out front now? calling for folk to not vote or calling for folk to withhold their vote and all of this other back and forth that's happening. Where do you sit on this? You know, I feel that I definitely understand that everybody should be able to express themselves. Um, I do think it's a productive time to express yourself. And I I don't know um, how productive it is to tell people not to do something, you know, that actually is empowering to them. But everybody is entitled to feel how they feel. So, I, you know, you know I, I got respect for Ice Cube. I got respect for, you know, Kanye. These are, these are people that I know and, and my brothers. I don't always agree with everything that, that they may say, but I still respect them. That being said, I think we have to keep our eyes on the prize and be focused to know that what, what voting does for us is allows, it creates an environment where we've exercised our power and our thoughts to establish a system that represents us. So um, for me, it's not about like, oh man, you belong to this party or that party. Look at, look at the candidates and know that like, understand that these candidates, there's people down the ticket that actually come from where you come from. People in, in that's running for president like Biden and Harris that actually are taking into consideration what's going on with the black community. And obviously with, with Kamala Harris being a black woman, Joe Biden is, is naturally going to be informed on certain things that's going on with our community just by conversation. But criminal justice reform, creating black economic justice, those are things that I'm, I'm hearing in the plans of Biden and Harris. So that's why I support them. And then it's like, for me, I vote in, in Chicago. I know it's a state's attorney named Kim Fox, who's from Cabrini-Green, who really has done work to, to remove some of the, the, the sentences of people who've been in jail a long time for selling marijuana, which is legal in so many places. Like, also, she's not going to get a case on her desk and just look at it and be like, it's a black boy, I'm just going to throw him away. That's not going to happen. So 
So we have we elect those people. So I'm saying to, to those who, who say don't vote, man, we make decisions. You made the decision to allow Breonna Taylor, Breonna Taylor's killers, to not be prosecuted because you, people who live in Kentucky, elected that attorney general. And if you didn't vote, you elected that attorney general. Now, the, the, the contrary to that is in Minnesota, when George Floyd was killed, the people who are elected officials made a decision and said, this police officer was wrong and we're going to put him on trial. That's an elected official. They took money from programs that the police were doing and said, we got to change this. So that's the difference, but it's all still affecting us. So that's what I say to those. I know, Karen, I took a long answer for that, but it's, it's something that's in my heart that I really want to say to us as black people, black men, black women, um, and people, like, just people like that. Man, this vote is its truly a way to empower. It's a joy in voting. It's, it's something that you could celebrate within yourself to know you reached out for some, someone more than just yourself. And even it, with the hurt and the anger that you may have felt, like, man, I ain't been a part of this system because I felt that before. I didn't vote when I first was eligible to vote. I had to understand what this process meant and how it was affecting my life. And any time I could say I care for my people and I don't vote, and I ain't showing that care. I'm not being part of the action. And that's one thing I love what you said from the beginning of the show. It's action. It's like we speak it, but we act on it. Because speech, um, speech without act is, is really nothing. It's unfertilized seed is what it is. We're talking with Common. Um, and I'll, you could talk all day as far as I'm concerned because I, what I'm hearing is that there is an evolution that there is when you know better you do better and I feel like there are a lot of people speaking out of their ignorance and then when you challenge them you're a sellout when you challenge them you're in the pocket of a democrat they're paying you or is that like why can't you sit and say I might be wrong about this maybe I'm not seeing the full spectrum of what it is that I'm talking about I feel like there's a lot of ego in the way of of change and growth that that people rather be wrong and strong than to then to sit back and say, I might need to learn a little bit more about this civic engagement. Maybe I'm not seeing. This is not a difference of opinion. This is about knowledge versus ignorance. And I feel like there are people who are basking in ignorance right now to our detriment as a community. And I don't know how to fight that because it's frustrating. Well, I think, Karen, I think the best way we fight it is to continue to work harder to do what we're doing, to, to encourage and support people and I, I still feel like I listen to, to individuals who I may not agree with, and I still, you know, speak my piece, but I listen to them, but I also focus on the people that are open to change and the people that are looking to change and, and don't let things distract me from, from, like, what can happen. It's like running a race. We, we, if we're running a race right now, when you're in a race, and if you are in the league, you or even if you're not in the lead, but if you are in the lead, there's no way you get close to that finish line and you start looking to the side. That's a great way for a runner to, to lose the race is to start looking up other places. And to be honest, some of the talk and, and some of the distractions is ha- having us look to the side where we, we just got to focus on, on encouraging more people, say a prayer for those people who may be ignorant and keep it moving. It, Karen, it happened to me the other day. I was We were out in in Jacksonville, Florida, canvassing, knocking on doors, 
finding people who hadn't voted, who didn't think they could vote, and young men who were registering that, you know, like going to vote that day because they found out they could, you know, and just were open to the process. But on my way back to the car, it was a woman that stopped me and wanted to say, hey, I'm a Christian, I'm pro-life, so you know who I voted for. So she was trying to let me know she voted for Trump. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to combat her for that. That's, she choose, she could vote who she wanted to vote for. But the person who I was canvassing with said, man, don't even engage in too much back and forth. We got a mission. Just say God bless her and let God handle that. You know, that, that ain't your job right now. So I think, man, I think what you said is important, Karen. Like, ego if we don't, we got to do this humbly like this. We got to serve. We got to be servants right now. And servants are not going to sit there and, like, I'm not going to go back and forth with you about something. If, if you got an opinion, I respect that. I'm a, and, I, and I'm always going to honor that. Even if I don't agree with it, it could be the worst thing. I'm agree with it. But I also ain't going to give you too much energy because I got things to do. So that's just that's been my approach. I hope, you know, because you do the, you're doing the work. You're a microphone. You're speaking to a lot of people, and you do the work, and you care. So I don't want them to get us out of our focus, eyes on the prize. Common, I I want to know, you've you've been, you know, at the top of the music game for a long time now, and you've been able to do that by, I, I don't know, I guess that's my question. How has your music evolved as society has evolved? How have you been able to be, as an artist, be able to reflect what's happening both in your life and in society to be able to still connect with such a such a big audience? Well, I think what I, what I chose to do, you know, was just evo- allow myself to evolve as a human being and be open to that and walk that path humbly enough to know that I don't know everything. I want to learn every day. I want to get better. And I'm, that's what I'm striving for. That's what I strive for. And within that process, my music would evolve. And we as people across this world, we evolve. So sometimes people evolve with me with the music. Sometimes I was evolving at a different pace. And some people were like, man, we ain't digging that music. And and I can, and that's cool because, you know, music is a, it's an art. You can either like the, the photo, the picture, or the painting, or you don't, and it's okay. So, I just still continue to evolve, and sometimes it would that evolution would end up where a lot of people are at that space at that time, or I'm speaking to something that they feel, and sometimes it just be my own evolution, and it may not be as many people, but I still embraced my truth and spoke on my truth, and even if it wasn't like the most popular thing, I just felt that I owed that to myself and to God and to and to my community and to people, even to the listener. Um, and I think you know that has allowed me to grow. Um, and I and I also continue to to work on remembering what my purpose is. And as my purpose is, I know I'm like an instrument for the Creator. I'm. I'm, I'm I'm a child of God, so I believe, like, how, how can I do the work of the creator as an actor? How can I do work of the creator as an MC? How can I do that as a, as a father, as a friend, um, as, a, as a stranger walking down the street to somebody? You know, I just start to remember my purpose, and I think that's allowed people to evolve with me. Speaking of uh, evolution, I have been a, a 
for my own reasons, following your love life uh, over the years, you know, been, just been following, you know, I was rocking hard with uh, you and Erica and, and Serena and then, uh, you know, Angela, okay, okay. Uh, Tiffany Haddish, Tiffany Haddish during these COVID times. <laughs> Watch, I'm sorry, I just, I'm just wildly curious, you know, because you are an eclectic dude who loves hard. Please, uh, uh, first of all, how are you and Tiffany? How are you guys doing? We're, we're doing wonderful, man. She's like, she is a, a a really incredible human being. And, you know, the more I get to know her, I just see how dynamic she is as a person, how intelligent, um, how selfless she is, how she stands up in Hollywood for black women. Like, I mean, it's, it's I'm like learning, you know what I mean? And she takes it and says the raw and it's not home back. Like she'll be like, Hey, if it ain't no black people on the on the set or no black people working in this or then I'm not gonna do it or why why can't we go to to these black makeup artists and, and you know, and I think it takes that type of courage and mouthpiece and rawness to get the equanimity that we've been looking for, the equality that we talk about. Um within, especially within any area of life, but that, you know, within the Hollywood structure, sometimes you got to shake them up and say, hey, y'all, we, this is what it has to be. So she's, she brings that, in, and, and she's also fun, man. So she's a fun, and, and ultimately, Karen, the thing, the one thing that I would say about anybody that I've dated that you named is it's a good, I like good-hearted people, and Tiffany has a wonderful heart at the, at the end of the day. Ida Rodriguez is part of this family. Uh, Flame Monroe. When I watched um, They Ready, and I saw everybody got a producer's credit. She she made sure that everybody, you know, this was her Netflix uh, space that she literally handed over to all of these women. Yeah. And it was that to me spoke volumes about how we must not just pass the baton, but make runways and lanes for people to take off. And that has to be the way we do things across the board in every area. So I'm not surprised. I just was surprised because I didn't know that you guys ran in the same circles. You know, she's a comedian, you know, how yeah. did you meet? Well, we, we, we honestly don't run in the same circles too much, but we met the first time I met Tiffany was, she came to a, an Oscar event that I had um, hosted and, and were honoring different people like Regina King. And, and um, I think that year, Regina King and, and Daniel Kalalua, who's, at, you know, played in Queen and Slim and, and Get Out. So anyway, she was there and was real cool. You know, was no, I didn't try to talk, you know, try to date her anything. It was just cool. Then we worked on a film together. And at that time, I definitely was like, Hey, what's up? How you doing? She was like, Nah, we good. We friends. And uh, I was like, Cool. And we we just became friends. And then at some point, we hung we hung out in in New York, going to see Robert Glasper play jazz, and you know, and it was comedians there and everything too. But it was just, and we just you know felt that our friendship could grow to somewhere else. And that's where it happened. All right. Well, I'm happy uh, because during these COVID times. People are, are suffering. There's a lot of mental illness, uh, and suicides on the rise. And if you could find love during this space and find somebody that you can snuggle up with, as Nikki Giovanni would say, cuddle with during these times, uh, I am so, 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 so happy uh, for you too. Um, as you talk about your purpose comment, and I know we got to wrap in a minute, um, 
the next because I, I look at life in like waves because we go through you know these ebbs and flows music is always going to be a thread activism i think is always going to be a thread but what what do you what what's on the horizon that we haven't seen yet from you i would say opening more schools um i have a school in chicago called aim art and motion um it's been one of the best things that I've been a part of um, to be able to bring a school back to the South Side that's based in, in in academic and art development. And our kids get exposed to to music, Coltrane, to, to Billie Holiday, but they also have a meditation room. Um, it's really progressive, and I think it's something that I always feel like I want to the access that I have, the things that I've been exposed to by being able to travel the world, I want to bring that to Southside kids and kids across the country that, that don't get to that get exposed to those things because I know how what, what potential and capacity they have. So that's something that's on the horizon. Um, and then more producing more films and TV projects because that also is giving people platforms is what she was mentioning about what Tiffany did with they ready. Like one of the greatest things I've been able to do is be a part of the shot with Lena Waithe. Um, because as a producer, I'm bringing in and, and supporting actors from Chicago, makeup artists from Chicago, location managers from Chicago and from our community, the black community. So, you know, it's, it's dope to be able to produce projects and give people opportunities and jobs. And I think those are two of the things. I, because I'm really focused on music and, and acting and activism um, on a daily, I'm, I'm not going to spare myself too too much, but I do like doing a lot of things. Did you have to kill Ronnie, though? Did, did Ronnie have to die? Did he Did he have to die? I know, <laughs> man. Like, you know, let me say this. I'm not, I'm not pointing a finger or anything, but it's like, you know, I let the creators of the show be creative, you know, but Ronnie was a great character, actor, and actor was incredible on that. It's just, I know it was sad that he had to go. All right. Uh, I know you got to run. I know Cena has one more question. Cena was geeking out, by the way. Um, I know, and, and he was trying to um, talk to you before. I'm like, I'm tr- we got to get the Zoom set up. We got to get the phone. Cena, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, are you having a conversation about Brooklyn? Come well, on, Cena. I I was just talking about good breakfast spots in the neighborhood. That's all. I was excited. I used to see Common in the neighborhood a lot. But, uh, Common, I just want to know, what are you most excited about about this new album? Man, I feel like this new album is something that, um, for these times, I feel like it's speaking to, to the hearts and the spirits of people who, who've been feeling the, the anger, feeling the, the pain, feeling the the hope, feeling like the fight, and the music is uplifting. It's like, for me, when I listen to Bob Marley, I feel like it, I'm I'm dancing, but I'm still getting that message. Or Stevie Wonder, KRS-One, I'm rocking like this is dope, but I'm getting the message. This music is that music of today, and I feel like it's the soundtrack to to this movement that, that's going on, the change that, that we all working towards. Um, and I love, you know, I do have, I have Stevie Wonder on the project playing harmonica. I have a song with Lenny Kravitz called A Riot in My Mind. And the first single, Say Peace, featuring Black Thought, is 
it's, this album is just it's raw truth, it's uplifting, it's inspiring, it's a beautiful revolution, and it's part one, you know. Uh oh. So let's play a little. Let's play a little in common. Let me just say, um, you know, already open seat. I want to continue the dialogue. I want to talk to you more about art and motion because uh, I was also talking to Harry Lennox about the program that he wanted to start, that he was starting before COVID in Chicago, another Chicago native. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of beautiful things happening in Chicago that people need to talk about while this president wants to trash it. So we are we are here for that. So come back anytime. But I want to uh, pay homage. You're going to be performing on The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon uh, after election because we're going to need – some healing musically. Uh, so that's yeah. uh, November 4th. And let's play Say Peace featuring Black Thought and PJ. Thank you so much for being here again, Common. Appreciate you. Thank, thank you for having me. Karen, it's great to see you. Tina, it's great to talk to you. Thank y'all for the love and thank you for what you're doing. And respect to Nikki Giovanni. She's one of the reasons why I write. So she's one of the reasons I write. So love. Look at that. I ain't even know that. That one-two punch. All right, play that. Play that, Smiz. Let me hear. Oh, 